That's the ten person that provides the tech support for us. I'm just making sure, um, Deb, Amanda, can you hear us? Yes, I can hear you. We uh, we can hear you well too. I think. Oh, there's some here. Something. Wow, there's like a delay. That's a huge delay. Looks like we're having some issues with the speakers. Are you watching on YouTube at the same time? You're just in the Zoom meeting, right? We're in this soon. Oh, that might be it. Yeah, you don't want to have YouTube going at the same time. It'll be delayed about 15 seconds behind. So yeah, mute your YouTube feed. It's working just fine. And just do your Zoom meeting, and then your participants will be able to hear you. Yeah. Okay. You can do it, Kathy. Can you hear us now? And there's no more delay. Perfect. Excellent work. Excellent work. Right. All right. This is Stephen Rasmussen, SAB board member. Uh, we're going to go ahead and bring the meeting to order. We've got a quorum. So the first thing we need to go through is um, housekeeping items. Kathy, please. Thanks. Uh, good evening, everyone. I just want to share a few housekeeping items for tonight's Zoom meeting. Uh, this meeting is being recorded and broadcast on the city's YouTube channel and cable channel 25. Uh, for those on Zoom, please remember to mute yourself during the meeting when you are not speaking. The chat function of the Zoom um, for this public meeting is disabled. All chats will go directly to me. Uh, all board members who are on uh, Zoom, uh, please keep your video on. All others keep your video off unless you are participating during the meeting. And if you're having any trouble, you can send me a chat. The city reserves the right to mute people or turn individual videos off to minimize distractions during the meeting. Now I'll turn the meeting back over to Stan. All right, well, welcome everybody. Uh, I wanna let the people know that are on Zoom and everybody who's here, that those of us that are here, feel free to go up and get a snack during the meeting. The camera is set on a wide angle so that they can capture us and won't leave the leave the screen so they won't be missing anything if you go get a snack and you're still part of the meeting. So just be aware of that too, but it is on you. Um, but it, um, we can make, several of us can make it here in person tonight. It's nice to see you all here. And then um, the first thing we need to do is approve our agenda for the evening. 
very short agenda. Do we have a motion on that? I move to approve the agenda. Ben moves and Nancy seconds. All those in favor of approving the agenda, please say aye. Aye. Any opposed, same sign. The agenda's approved. We can move forward. That's good. And then the next thing on the agenda is the minutes. I hope you all had a chance to review the minutes. They were, I looked at them, they look good to me. I don't know if anybody wants a motion on that. Oh, yeah, I don't have internet. Is there a Wi Fi? It's internet? right behind you. We oh, love Lawrence Bryant. All right, Nancy moves to approve the minutes. I'll second. Maddie seconds. All those in favor of uh, approving the minutes, please say aye. Aye. Any opposed? Same sign. All right, the minutes are approved. So the next item on the agenda is election of an SAB chair and vice chair for 2023. I would like to make a nomination. Okay. I would like to nominate Stanley Rasmussen to be our chair. Well, we have a nom nomination. We need a second if anybody wants to second that. I'll, I'll second. Eddie will second that. Thank you. I'm, I'm interested in doing it. I'm happy to do it. Um, we got to do it for a couple months. Yeah. And uh, you were reappointed this uh, week. I was. So I was reappointed by the mayor. So my term expired. I submitted the new application and was reappointed. In fact, they got me an email on that today. And so was Ben, right? And yes. Kathy, we've got Don waiting to. Oh, nope. thank you. Yeah. So I guess we'll just do them one at a time. Um, we have a, a motion and a second for me as chair for 2023. All those in favor, please say aye. 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 Any opposed? Same sign. All right, thank you all for that. And then there vice chair. Um, I'll make a motion that Maddie's vice chair will accept. Uh, I think I have to decline. Um, it's been cool doing these past couple months, but I just realized that I'm too busy for the extra responsibilities, <laughs> unfortunately. And I know that makes things more difficult. That's okay. For, That's okay. Yeah. Read it to my plan. <laughs> so we need somebody else who might be interested in being vice chair. Um, oh, I think I just want to say something. I nominate Ben if he's interested. Yeah, what did I ever do to you? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing, you're just great. Um, yeah, you know, I really appreciate it. And I also, uh, let me think carefully about that, put on the spot. Um, I, I, you know, for vice chair, I think I'd be willing to serve. I think the larger role is filling in more standings. So, yep, I would be happy to, as long as everybody feels like, you know, all the voices are represented and everything else that we're doing and we're trying to do. And you feel like that's an okay thing to add in addition to your position on the, uh, 
food. Yeah. Uh, they, and that's what I'm thinking. Like, yeah. There's a lot to juggle, right? Um, and and my like actual job and right. life. I think from my you would actually let me ask yeah. you since you've known over the yeah. last two months the degree to the the kind of time commitment and the degree to which the vice chair. Um, sometimes it's just basically ceremonial anytime the right, right, right. can't cut the ribbon. I mean, I know Stan and Kathy do stuff, all right, I'm pretty sure they do stuff that I'm not aware of, but I think mostly my issue is like keeping up with the higher volume of emails, yeah. honestly. Um, and, uh, like there were a couple extra meetings, which weren't too, but too bad. It was like, you know, planning for this, like, which was about an hour, I think. And so... What I intend to do when we were doing, Maddie and I were doing, was meeting with Kathy a few weeks before the agenda was due for about an hour meeting to prepare the agenda for the upcoming meeting. So that would be a time commitment. And then I'm pretty sure I'll miss the July meeting. Um, right now, I don't have other conflicts. It's possible I'll miss the February, but I don't think it'll, I will. Okay. Um, Serve in your stead. I would like to message a line. Okay. We could party somewhere. It should be in Montana. <laughs> and, and to be fair, also, Maddie served as vice chair during the time that we were coordinating a goal setting session for today. So that was kind of that extra um, workload. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'd be willing to serve. I would be. Thank you. I appreciate the nomination. Yeah. Great. Do we have a second for Ben? Second. Okay, okay, seconds. Great, Ben will be the vice chair. If we all say aye in favor, please say aye. 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 Thank you. Any opposed? All right, we have our election complete. Great, welcome, Ben. And then. Do we have any new members? Just talking about for next year. Do we have what? Any new members on them? No new members. Okay. We have a vacancy because Steve Kramer resigned. Right. I just didn't know if that was filled. That's why I was asking. Yeah, that's still vacant. And so we have one member missing, right? Daryl is not here tonight, but I'm thinking she, you, I think you were telling me that she has not filed her renewal request at this point? At this point, she has not applied. Um, she was filling a partial term that also expires December 31st of 2022, um, but she's thinking about uh, putting in an application. Uh, so uh, she just hadn't um, gotten through to that. Uh, in order for elections today, we were trying to make sure that those that needed, um, you know, that were interested in staying on the board, um, and uh, you know, being reappointed, did it before November 30th, so that uh, the commission could take action on that before this board meeting. So that took place with three of those uh, board members, and um, Daryl has not yet um, submitted an application for reappointment. Okay, thank you. And I, I want to thank everybody for nominating and electing me as chair. Uh, I want to make sure you all know that I've also been asked by the mayor to serve on the, I'll call it the committee on committees, the board of boards, <laughs> the board that's going to evaluate all of the boards in the city and figure out what, what's going to be done. There's talk about consolidation, elimination, whatnot. 
And um, I know that they wanted uh, chairs of existing boards to serve on that board. So that allows me to continue to do that. So thank you for that. Have you accepted that? Uh, I have. I, ask? I, I was approved about a week ago. Okay. At the city commission meeting. Um, so, all right, with that, I think we're going to move into our strategic planning session. Okay. Goal setting session. Excellent. Well, welcome to all of you and uh, grateful for those of you who are joining via Zoom as well. I know it's a little awkward given that we're also being televised, but I do think that it's important as a member of a board together to have opportunities to get to know one another a bit. So uh, our first order of business in our strategic planning is to just um, introduce ourselves, um, if we could share our name and our pronouns and um, a bit about our why in terms of you know why we come to the table um, for sustainability. So um, if anyone would like to start. Well, I probably should have introduced you, so maybe you could start. And Absolutely, okay. And my, my um, well, I'm Christina Holt. I'm with the Center for Community Health and Development at the University of Kansas. And I'm really appreciative of all of the wonderful work that you all are doing for our community. So, um, shall we go around the table and then we can go to our um, colleagues on Zoom? Yeah, and we're focusing on the board members, correct? Not yeah. members of the public board. Um, on, the, on the board members, but I think it's good for you to introduce yourself. Okay, yeah. All right, um, I'm Kathy Richardson, so I'm the staff liaison for the Sustainability Advisory Board, and I'm new actually to my role as Director of Sustainability for the City of Lawrence, uh, but not new to the city since I've been working for 20 years, most of the time in solid waste. I'm, I'm Stan Rasmussen. I'm now the chair of the Sustainability Advisory Board. And um, I've lived in Lawrence about um, 43 of my 60 years. So i um, served on the Planning Commission, the Historic Resources Commission, the Board of Zoning Appeals, the Sign Code Board of Appeals, others, other, uh, the Horizon 2020 thing. So I have a lot of um, time serving the, the community and have done a variety of things. Why do you care about sustainability? Why do I care about sustainability? I'm an environmental professional. Um, I've been doing environmental work all my life. I'm an environmental law attorney by training and uh, had the benefit of uh, having an environmental career. And I love the outdoors. It's my sanctuary. <laughs> my name is Kate Johnson. I'm a sustainability and environment manager for Crosico. And I've lived in Lawrence for nine years now and have served on, uh, this will be my second term for the Sustainability Advisory Board, but also um, have served as the chair for the Emergency uh, Management Department for Douglas County. Um, I've been on the LAPC Local Emergency Planning uh, Committee for uh, about nine years as well. So, um, I also, for the SAB group, I'm 
on the land development committee have been involved with several different subcommittees including the development of by new bylaws uh, provided that we um, continue to live um, as a committee i would hope that we could get that those bylaws updated and i've been in i'm an environmental professional i've been over 40 years in the environmental field working for um, mostly government as well as um, not a private sector uh, groups, but including the city of Wichita director of environmental services. So, mm -hmm. uh, I'm Maddie. I use they them pronouns. Um, I'm mostly just a member of the Lawrence community. Uh, I I'm, I work with the Sunrise Movement, not the Sunrise Project. It's uh, we have both in town, uh, which is a movement to stop climate change and create millions of good jobs in the process. I was on the Douglas County Community Remembrance Project. Uh, uh, I was within that, um, and I've done some election work uh, around the attempt to ban abortion in Kansas. Um, and yeah, I come to sustainability because um, I am under 30 and I want a livable future. Um, I'm pretty stressed about that 2030 deadline. Uh, I want um, I want to be able to I want to be involved in like dealing with uh, injustice through uh, the lens of climate change. Um, and I also like the outdoors. So, yeah. Thank you, Maddie. Yeah. I'm Ben Sykes. I use uh, he/him pronouns. Um, yeah. I Hopefully everybody loves being outdoors. I grew up being outside all the time. And um, I have four uh, boys that are a bunch of ranges of ages and they like being outside. And of course, I look both in my future and theirs and try to make sure that there's a, a clean and healthy environment like I think most of us believe we grew up in. Um, I also love being outside so much that I made that part of my profession. I'm a um, scientist and a professor at KU. And I work on soils and plants mostly, digging in the dirt, and especially on fungi, like mushrooms and stuff. And um, I'm also the um, SAB representative on the Allen Douglas County Food Policy Council. Council. Thank you. <laughs> yep. Cool. Hi, I'm Mohsen Fatemi. I am a, an international PhD student at KU doing my PhD in public administration. And before that, I did my master's at the University of Illinois in Urbana-Champaign in urban planning. And before that, I was an architect. And through all the course of my education and academic career, I was involved in environmental stuff and sustainable buildings and energy efficient buildings. I've developed climate action plans and now I am researching energy policy and energy justice in local governments. So most of my experience has been in academia. So now I'm glad that I can help the city. I've only lived in Lawrence for a year and a half now, but I love it to the heart. Great. I'm Nancy Mulan. Um, I have been on this for about a year now. Um, prior to that, I was um, involved with the Sustainability Action Network and the Wakamusa Group of the Sierra Club. I'm the chair of that group, so I'm very, very passionate about environmental 
activism and um, in my work, I'm a pharmacologist and toxicologist and work with things like endocrine disruptors and looking at how that affects mental health. Um, and so I'm very passionate about that as a scientist as well. Thank you, Nancy. Yeah, Deb. Hi, I'm Deb Ford. I'm an architect um, registered with USGBC, and I'm lead AD, DD plus C credited. Um, I do serve on the land development committee um, as an architect representative there. So my passion has been into sustainability since the 2030 challenge was issued by the AIA and have done several gold and silver buildings as well. So um, I would like to attack sustainability so we do have a future for our children. Thank you, Deb. Hi, I'm Amanda Stam. Um, I have been a Lawrence resident for the last 20 years. Um, I'm a mother of two. And um, so, yes, providing a, a healthy, livable future for them is a part of what I do, what I do. But um, I also, I work for Cromwell Environmental and I have for 10 and a half years and I'm vice president of energy operations for the solar division. And um, I believe that if you want to make a change in this world, you've got to start in your own backyard. And that's a lot of times your local policies. And when um, I'm fairly new to this board um, as of September, and when I saw the opening, I decided that I had it within my bandwidth to take advantage of this and applied. So that way I could just do a little bit more to play my part. <laughs> Great. Thank you. Excellent. Well, welcome everyone. And there is a great um, diversity of experience and wisdom in this room. And I think together the perspectives are, um, are really complementary. Um, so my hope is that this evening we can um, engage in some really meaningful discussion that will help you in goal setting for the important work that you all um, have such strong and committed values around as evidenced by your, your um, uh, really exemplary service to our community. So thank you. So I wanted to start by uh, just sort of briefly talking about, um, and can you all hear me okay, Devin and Amanda? Okay. Um, just briefly talking about our aspirations for how we'd like to engage one another this evening. So um, kind of rules of the road or how we want to be present together. So um, Devin and Amanda, I'm going to be keeping a, keeping a note of uh, the things that we come up with here. And um, I'm sure Kathy would be willing to uh, share those with you as well. But, but how do we want to engage with one another? Can you give some examples of what you mean by that? Absolutely. So sometimes when I work with groups, um, folks say things like, I want to be fully present, or I want to engage respectfully with others, or I want to um, try to engage in active listening or things like that. Those sound great. <laughs> it's been some time recently. Kind of rules of the road and codes of conduct. And we put it in our bylaws. Oh, that, perfect. Um, that that went 
for consideration to the commission, but it basically those those types of things. Great. Yeah. Great. So those we can maybe just think of those and try to remember those this evening. And then is there anything else that might be specific to tonight and kind of as we're planning for the future and prioritizing that might be unique? I think we need to be open to ideas that everyone has and thoughtfully consider those. I think we need to be courteous. Respectful. Oh, it's the last respectful. respectful. I guess I just say that when we're thinking about the fact that the advisory boards are undergoing a potentially seismic shift in their organization and stuff, we need to be, maybe it connects with what you were saying, Stan, is thinking outside the box and being comfortable with thinking about ways that we might think about this in a different context. Yeah. We have to be imaginative, like in areas that might not be comfortable, right? I think related to that, Something about like we don't have to have all the details nailed down tonight, but having like broad strokes directions that we can then hammer out the details in future meetings. And I think having that kind of broader stroke mentality will help with the being like the thinking outside the box. Yeah, it's kind of like guiding. Yeah. Principles. Yeah. Agreed. I think you know if we're setting goals. That's aspiration for what we want to do. We'll work on those during the year. Yeah. I agree with what you're saying. Great. Wonderful. Um, we will hang these up just so that we have these as very much. Actually, I'll leave them here. I'm not sure we'll need this for anything else right, right away. So um, thank you for um, thinking about that. And um, with that, I think what we're going to do is just a very brief kind of orientation slash reminder to the current strategic plan. And is that Kathy, something that you'd like to do or yeah? Okay, okay, okay. thank you. Would it be possible to maybe have those typed into the Zoom chat or something so that some folks have them visually available all the time too? Sure. Um, not as like a pleasing thing, but just like. Yeah. The, the chat function uh -huh. is locked to the post. It's disabled. Could, yeah, I, can't could I type it in for you? They can't see it. Oh, they can't even see a chat. I mean, I can send it to Don. I mean, okay, never mind. That's all right. And um, Deb and Amanda, um, I did send you an email. Uh, basically, what this handout is, um, is just um, on the city's uh, website, the strategic plan. Um, when you scroll down to the commitment of environmental sustainability, it's literally just a copy and paste of all the uh, KPIs within each of the outcome groups. Um, so it's just listing, um, again, just what is on the strategic plan on the city's website, and then some of the strategies that are listed on the website as well. And uh, so uh, just a, a couple kind of reminders, big picture of the strategic plan. I know we went through a pretty thorough 
you know, presentation last time, and we could have probably kept talking about it for another two hours, the strategic plan, um, as we kind of drilled down into some of the uh, specifics. But I just wanted to remind you on a, a few things and then just leave a little bit of space in case somebody still has questions on the strategic plan. So a few of the big picture items, again, we talked about mission and vision and all of that at the last meeting. Um, but I wanted to, again, um, you know, uh, just everybody understand that the effort of putting together the strategic plan was a community effort, not just City of Lawrence staff. Um, there were over 3,000 participants in this. And I know that we hear a lot of comments uh, from individuals that participate in that process saying, well, my item didn't make it to the strategic plan. Well, the reality is, again, in all those conversations in that community conversation, there are many, many things that um, lots of individuals prioritize, but ultimately what um, the strategic plan has in those um, KPIs that you were reviewing as you answered the questions in preparation for this goal setting session is those are the ones that rose above, the ones that had multiple comments um, from the public that seemed to be of most important to this community. So we do have to prioritize because there's a lot of work to be done and we can't, you know, overwhelm ourselves in doing everything that was brought up, but what are the priority items to focus on? Um, the other thing I wanted to mention is, you know, it's kind of the way it's, um, we talk about it um, is that the strategic plan really is, was put together as a, a, a plan for the next three to five years, um, knowing that, we will continue to evolve and change and some of the KPIs uh, may change over time. We're already talking about, and, and I think everybody needs to understand that, um, what is in there now may be tweaked. Um, maybe we didn't get the, quite the right measurement um, for some of those uh, progress indicators and we need to um, update those. Maybe there's some progress indicators that totally were missing that the community now values as really important. Um, so, so please don't feel that the strategic plan is, is a document or a plan that's not gonna change at all. Um, when we talk about strategies um, that are uh, present on that webpage, uh, the other thing you know, to, to note is staff and community members that are participating um, in the meetings of the strategic plan are still developing some of those strategies. And we're absolutely still developing the activities that um, go with those strategies. So I, I wanna just mention that we're not at a finished stage and I don't know that it necessarily will ever feel like a finished stage because this is kind of, you know, work in progress that we um, continue to, to um, uh, uh, fully develop and, and make sure that we're measuring the right things. And if some, some priorities have changed, then we need to address those too. So I just wanted to remind everyone of, of those items. The other thing we talked about quite a bit at the other meeting, but I just wanted to reemphasize again, is that outcome and commitments are, are pretty connected as you've seen um, through you know, your homework and exercise for this uh, goal setting session where it's not uh, the sustainability director that's fully accountable for all the uh, KPIs that fall under environmental sustainability. No, you saw how it intersects with outcome groups. So unmistakable identity, that's Derek Rogers, the director of Parks and Rec. Um, he is. He has some KPIs that have the commitment of environmental sustainability. So um, his team 
and um, environmental sustainability team are working together on those. Uh, Connected City, that's your municipal services and operations department and so forth. We're not working in silos, we're working together. Um, some of the outcome groups and some of the commitment groups um, do have uh, in the teams, uh, do have members that are um, not city staff that's, that are uh, participating in those teams as well as the conversations that are moving along and as the work is getting done. So I just wanted to reemphasize that too, how we all work uh, together. And then again, just opening up some space for questions. I don't know if Deb or Amanda or anybody here in the room um, have questions as you were kind of narrowing down and, and really reading up on that strategic plan. What's the time frame for the adoption of the um, strategic plan framework was already adopted. And um, so the strategic plan as, as it's written with the KPIs have also been um, accepted and adopted by the city commission. So that is the work that we are focused on right now. But like, what are the years of the strategic plan? There's no set years. When I said three to five years is, is again, that's, Usually the timeline, and I've heard the city manager mention, you know, this strategic plan, it, it, some of the items on there are probably going to take longer than five years um, to really move the needle on. But, you know, and in, in kind of thinking about cycles and thinking about, you know, um, we'll continue to always get, you know, that community input on the strategic plan, but it's framed as about three to five years. So we got started about, I want to say, beginning of 2021 we already had uh, we already had the um, the published KPIs um, so this is kind of like that second year that we're going through um, the progress indicators so um, I guess it strikes me that the outcomes and the commitments seem the most um, uh, firm in that how these processes evolve over time, both through staff actually trying to quantify these things and through continued input from advisory boards and the public, those are likely to work on progress indicators. Like, hey, there's maybe something that we missed or hey, there's a better way to quantify what this outcome is or this commitment is, even though the outcomes and commitments might not change or are very less likely to change, right? It's not like we're going to get rid of strong welcoming neighborhoods or redefine that. You're correct, and thanks right? for the clarification. The outcomes and the commitments are um, pretty solid. Right. That framework that um, the commission adopted with that mission, vision, the outcome, and the commitment, those commitments are the city's commitments. Uh, so what, what I'm talking about that might evolve over time are the progress indicators and absolutely the, the uh, strategy and activities on um, that we're working towards, um, you know, making any sort of uh, movement improvement in those uh, progress indicators uh, because those aren't even fully developed yet. Um, there's a lot of work. So Kathy, when you look at your colleagues and the KPIs that they might have for other commitments or other kinds of aspects, do you feel like the commitment to environmental sustainability has as many or as clear KPIs as the others or more or fewer? Do you, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So there are some commitments that have more KPIs than others. Um, for example, equity and inclusion has a lot more 
um, KPIs uh, than the rest of us. Um, the commitments um, as they're structured, you know, there's, it's kind of a, a done on purpose, you know, where the commitments have tension uh, among each other. Um, I think sustainability, environmental sustainability um, is always kind of a little bit with that tension of the, um, the sound fiscal stewardship, right? Mm. Um, so there's a little tension there. Um, so so it's, it's made that way. And again, all commitment um, champions and the teams work with the outcome groups as well. Uh, so we're we're always kind of connected. Uh, when when if I were to say, you know, is the city focused maybe on some uh, KPIs of some commitments more than others? I think we equally are kind of progressing and moving uh, forward. Uh, I I do know like um, one of the directors shared actually the director of equity and inclusion uh, recently. You know that they can't make movement on twenty two KPIs all at the same time. So they that that office has strategized. Okay, these three to five KPIs are what we can do in twenty twenty three, twenty twenty four. These are you know and so forth. Almost actually like the process, the goal setting session where um, this board is prioritizing which of the KPIs um, you feel you can, um, you know, uh, lend some of your expertise in advise the commission on some of the, the strategy and activities around them. Um, so, so all the groups have had to kind of, you know, know what they're focused on um, and then not completely leave their progress indicators, uh, but uh, maybe there's not as much movement. For environmental sustainability, the one KPI that's moving forward pretty quickly for a conversation with the city commission is CC14, which we talked about at the last meeting. Right. And that's the one on the uh, infrastructure projects that uh, account for climate adaptation. So uh, both municipal Office of Sustainability have been working on a um, draft policy conversation with the commission to establish that rating system for infrastructure projects and uh, new city facilities. So a lot of work and time and effort is going to, but that doesn't mean that we're not working on uh, the other KPIs. It's a good question. And there are other KPIs with environmental elements in them that are not considered environmental sustainability KPIs. Right. Mm. So there's KPIs about uh, stormwater and water supply and wastewater and stuff that address uh, clean water, climate change, things like that, mm -hmm. that are uh, like, for example, here's a stormwater one. Um, uh, follow the implementation schedule for infrastructure improvements identified in the city's integrated plan to achieve clean water and human health goals while addressing aging infrastructure, climate change, and competing priorities for funding. So there are other KPIs that touch on environmental issues that aren't necessarily described as environmental sustainability KPIs. Any other questions? I'll turn it over to Christina. 
So, this is Stan. I'd like to make a, a comment in some feedback I've gotten from one city commissioner. They said that they anticipate this board of boards or committee on committees. I don't know what to call it properly yet. Um, that they expect that one of the things that will be emphasized is how these boards, these various boards that we're all going to be examining are helping to support the city's strategic plan. That's why I think it's so very important for us to be looking at this and incorporating this into our goals for the coming year. They don't have to be the only thing that are our goals, but I think they're going to be an important part of it. And I think our ability to show our value to the city, how we're providing value to the city and how we're helping the city achieve their strategic plan that's framed up there on the wall, we, we will be better off. We have a better chance of um, surviving. There's no guarantees on how that's gonna work because I have no idea yet, but um, uh, I think that will position us better, okay. is my thought. So that's why I've encouraged us to really look at those. Anything else? So here shortly, we are going to be taking a look at the key performance indicators, otherwise known as KPIs. And we're going to be doing some prioritization and also a bit of a completeness check. So um, while acknowledging our kind of main goal tonight is to prioritize. We also want to acknowledge that the list may not be complete too. So, um, so we're, we're going to be doing that. And then for those that we prioritize, we're going to be looking at some priority strategies. Um, but before we engage in that prioritization, I thought it might be helpful for us to talk a little bit about, um, I'm so sorry. Um, I thought it might be helpful for us to talk just a little bit about um, what our criteria for prioritization might be so we can have those kind of be explicit, uh, what consideration we're, we might keep in mind as we're engaging in prioritization. So I can provide some examples and I've provided a few we can cross them out. You don't have to use them. Um, and there's there's others. But um, Deb and Amanda, I'm going to be taking notes up here again. And um, Patrick, I'm going to make that maybe. Thank you so much. So some example. Um, Criteria for setting priorities can be things like the importance of the issue or um, the feasibility of affecting the issue or how much community readiness is there for taking on that issue or are there unique opportunities to address the issue that are timely. Um, so those are some examples of things that can go into uh, prioritization, um, but are there other considerations? Um, well, first of all, 
I don't know if, if these all resonate with you or not, but what considerations do you all think uh, would be helpful to keep in mind as you're considering prioritization of the KPIs tonight? Yes. I think it's real important that we identify the ordinances that have already been uh, approved and authorized by the commissioner. And so we know that we've got at least one ordinance um, that addresses energy and climate change. That the, those things that the commissioners have already acted upon and put in place, I think should have prioritization in, the, in consideration of what is a priority for us. So, like, there's the ordinance. Um, I can't think of the name, the number of it. Seven forty-four. So, thank you. That's that one. Uh -huh. um, Which is what the, the energy use renewable energy. Renewable so that might be related to kind of community readiness, or how would you say that in terms of? I don't think it's community readiness necessarily. I think it's already been blessed by the commissioners as important because they passed an ordinance with direction to the city government on what would be done relative to fuels. So I guess I hear Kay, I hear you saying that we're not starting from zero. Exactly. So we have to understand the landscape of advances we've already had on progress indicators yeah. as we start to prioritize things. Because if we've already, already have some things that are, what did you say, baptized by the city commission, that, you know, that is already forward there. And so that might affect the prioritization of other KPIs. That we so like, were there already some momentum or? Um, it's already been passed and it's in, you know, it's an ordinance that says the city government will do this and the community will do this. So it's yeah. a directive. It's an ordinance. Directives from city government. Okay. And it's been partially implemented. And, and trying to achieve the goal that right. they've set. And, or, or helping to facilitate. There's deadlines. Mm -hmm. I think timeliness is also a really key thing because there are certain things that are coming up now that need to address. <laughs> Thinking in particular, some of the new federal laws that have all kinds of funding available. We should I think that should be directives from city, um, the the city, city commission, the commissioners. Thank you. Be city governing body. Yeah, governing body. Yeah. Which is city commission? Yeah. I would, I would do plus one to, to Nancy's point too about timeliness. I mean, there is so many factors, you know, there's there's just been an oil spill in, in the center of Kansas, right? And that affects everybody's perspectives. They see that in the paper and they think carefully about clean water right now, right? Or exactly what Nancy's saying, there's a huge uh, opportunity of funding that's available for particular things. And that means that those irons are hot right now and are more likely to yield results. Absolutely. One criteria could be to particularly recognize who may suffer from what we do. We, we do the performance measurement of where we are doing good, but 
where the percentage that we're not doing good, who suffers, who may systematically be left out and not being heard. So I guess we need to recognize who suffers. Who's impacted. Yes. Yeah. Would it be fair to say, like, perhaps disproportionately, you were talking about those who suffer or just is it sufficient? Well, to be like suffer and benefit, I mean, that, I think that's why impact might be a little better than just stop focusing on suffering. Okay. Because some might benefit. And that's what you're trying to achieve is mm -hmm. benefit for everybody. Did I hear also like the uh, consequences of not taking action? And the thing is that we we take action, but obviously we cannot address all the issues. So there might be some groups that systematically are always left out without any attention. So we might want to identify those groups and address their problems aligned with other problems. Thank you. <laughs> Any other criteria, considerations we should be keeping in mind? Measurability and durability of that criteria should also be important. We need to be able to measure our success it vagueness in the items that we come up with could could create, you know, if we leave it to perception and interpretation, then that could result in problems. And also we could come up with items that may not be durable, like in a year we say, oh, we can't do these anymore. So I don't think that's durability. I think it's durability. Isn't that what you said? Durability of doable things. <laughs> you would be able to do it instead of you've written durability. I think he means durability over yeah. time. But, so. but did did you say can we do it? That'd be more like yeah, the durability would be the feasibility. Feasibility. But the durability is if it can you know last last through time. That's necessary. So, for instance, there's funding that'll be available for the next three years. We'll be gone after that. So it doesn't have to be durable. It's available now. Yes, but but if we strategize to do something, that strategy we will, you know, there there's a thing like path path dependency. So if we adopt some policy that we we are setting standards. And we've, we've come up with things that we have to leave like in a couple of years, then, you know, I don't know how to say it. Um, yes, sometimes there are grants and they're gone and we don't do anything about it, but that, that strategy still remains. If like we care about uh, affordable energy, there are grants now, maybe after the next election, all the grants will be gone, but still we care about affordable energy for 
lower than that. So that I say, so if we rely on grants and come up with strategies that are solely reliant on those grants, they're not doable. And I think that's just fine. So I'm I'm disagreeing with the change is gonna be more permanent. But I think it's strategy, is it? I think what and sorry, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think what you're saying is if we are like, okay, city, prioritize this program that is a year-to-year-to-year -to -year -to -year program, and the funding is dependent on a grant that's going to disappear in just three years, but it's like a 20, or it's like a repeating program, it's not a one-time project, then we have to be cognizant of the fact that that money, is, we have to find that money somewhere else after the grant time period ends. Is that Yes, you know, recently I was doing a lit review on the commitments of cities to climate change, and there are many cities that come up with their climate commitments and then leave it after a few years, either because of lack of funding or staff timing or, or I don't know, changing the political uh, atmosphere of the city. So we we need to be cognizant of the fact that if we strategize something as something good for city, strategies are about things that stay with us. It's not a you know a point in time that we want to do something. Okay, great. So um, it, it doesn't, and then not every single thing that we talk about has to meet every single criteria, but these are, you know, elements that we might consider as we're thinking about, you know, how we might go about prioritization. I do want to make sure, Deb and Amanda, do you have any elements, uh, criteria that you want to make sure are um, voiced? I, I believe someone already stated it. It was the outcome and commitment, how they uh, are married up to the city's strategic plan. Great. Um, I think I would like to add one as well. Um, how, am, how ambitious it is. Um, and I'm kind of interested in being ambitious with it. Uh, yeah. Stretch goals. <laughs> well, there's a there's a thing called Smarty goals, which is strategic, measurable, ambitious, realistic, time bound, inclusive, and equitable. And I think we've actually covered most of those and with different words. <laughs> but I want to be ambitious. Yeah. yeah. Great. Okay. Any. So this is good for now. All right. Thank you all. So with that in mind, and do you all normally have a scheduled break? Don't no, okay. I, I would actually appreciate one. Yeah, I was thinking that might be humane since it's a long evening. So I don't know at what time that might be reasonable. Let's take one for five minutes. Okay, we are going to take a five minute break. And then when we come back, we're going to do um, an, an exercise that will also involve some standing. So okay. moving around. Thank you.
Okay. All right. So for those of you in person, you have some sticker dots. And for those of you online, if you could um, send to Kathy what you would like um, your votes to be for, she can put your stickers up for you. Um, so what essentially uh, it would be great if you could do is considering the kind of prioritization criteria that we talked about, um, consider which of these uh, KPIs you think should be prioritized um, for the Sustainability Advisory Board. And so you do not have to use all of your stickers, uh, but please just use one sticker per KPI. And uh, also, if you notice like a gap, so for example, there currently are not any KPIs under the safe and secure area uh, outcome area. If you would like to nominate one, you are welcome to do that. Um, or if you think there's a KPI missing in one of the different areas, you're welcome to nominate. Uh, but our uh, your sticker dots are for the prioritization. Does anyone have any questions? And the color doesn't matter. The color does not matter. I guess I was just trying to pull up, and I think Kay brought this up of like what's already been passed and some of our other prioritizations. You know, when we look at these 11, some of them we actually have already met the goals or we've made really good progress on. Like if it's miles of trail, maybe we've already added in the last five years, uh, you know, 50% of miles of trail. That might change half where I put my sticker. So I guess, um, I don't know if there's value in maybe bringing that up as well, or I was trying to bring it up on my phone to have, you know, an idea of the elements we laid out prioritization about the context of these things. Does that make sense? Um, so what were you wanting to have to be able to reference? The, each of these KPIs that we have up here, if you pull it, if we pull it up on the website, uh -huh. it says here's the goal and it's here's how far we are. Gotcha. Would you like that to me speaks to feasibility of affecting and you know measurability sure. ambitiousness, maybe. Yeah. So Kathy, I think can pull it up on the computer, or if you, you know, want to look on your personal device too, you're welcome to do that. Okay. Uh, for sure. And then also, so we will, it's not just going to be like voting basically. So what we're going to do is we're going to look where there's, you know, some clusters of uh, stickers that might show that there's some, um, um, not consensus, but you know, some group interest, but we'll talk about, we'll talk about them. So like if there's things such as like the uh, miles of trail yeah. that might that would be a great point to bring up in discussion. Like miles of trail is a great thing, but we've already made really good progress. That's why I think sure. maybe okay. that wouldn't be one to prioritize for this year, for example. So let's just prior you're saying just go ahead and prioritize it based on how you feel about it, regardless of how we're doing um, on it. And no, then we can necessarily, I think using your understanding of the progress that's being made that has been made and like just your current understanding okay. of yeah, the 
the landscape, the political context, where there might be some synergies coming together, where you as a uh, advisory board member feel like there might be some contributions to make that this group could do. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. But feel free to reference this, and and um, Kathy can also you know pull things up for us if we if there's something we have questions about. Okay. Thank yeah. you. Sure. Any other questions? All right. So let's take a few minutes and mingle around. Oh, yes, go ahead. Yeah, this is up for it. I had a couple of, just one question. Are we um, putting stickers on outcome, like outcome one or outcome two, which is outcome unmistakable identity or strong welcoming neighborhoods, or are we actually putting stickers on the, the KPI? So in the document that I had emailed you, um, and I just emailed you both again, um, what's on the wall is basically just like UI 12, UI 13, UI 14, SWN 12, SWN 13, SWN 14, and so forth from that document. So you're putting a dot, if you can email me, um, how many dots are they placing? Uh, there's eight, up to eight, but you don't have to use them all. Which eight? Can somebody put two dots on one? Yeah. No. <laughs> Double vote. <laughs> Deb, did that give you the information on what you're responding to? It does. Thank you. So is this person's trips not taking no, is it for city staff or citizens? Yeah, it's the community at large, reducing the number of single occupancy. And taste a lot of things. That is true. 
Bring this one up, Kat. Yes. I just want to see what that strategy is. That's the beginning of the Or 14. Yeah, uh, 13. Correct. Well, they're right there next to each other. Some of providers by transit bike routes for. That's how I get to my grocery store? Uh, yeah, to get healthy foods. It's like the yeah. food deserts, you know, like mm -hmm. how much of the city is in a food desert? That's kind of what it is. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Can you add an item? Yes. Yeah. Need a marker? Yeah. <laughs> I'll trade you one of my stickers. <laughs> oh, you're gonna add an item. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know where it's really we go, but like, he doesn't show me here, but if I go to the outcome, the outcome actually has data. Here, Ben. Oh, for that one. It's not there. They must not be syncing because I do know that. It got updated. Uh huh. Uh -huh. We're at 8%. And what's the goal? Some of these have goals and some of them don't have goals. That's also extraordinarily interesting. Yeah, it's percent of commercial units, all construction above or at the energy code. So, um, sorry, and it splits it up by uh, industrial units and residential units. This data just recently got uploaded here. So, so please understand that the data right now, and this is one where we might need to discuss a different measurement of this goal, but so when the city adopted the 2018 um, energy code, that would have been the last iteration. So really it's any buildings since the adoption of 2018 is the percentage. You know, these are not going to meet the 20. 2018 energy code that were built in 19 in 1940 sorry 1997 because um it wasn't what the requirement was was but there's a lot of conversation on energy so code too of where keep moving so yes. okay. when the city adopts let's say the 2024 then even these numbers that are being counted now don't meet the 2024 energy code okay makes sense what No. Where, where are you looking? She are looking at something different than I'm able to get online. Yes, I just uh, realized that the information when you clicked on commitment, environmental sustainability yeah. is not syncing to the outcome group. So if you uh, back up here one second and go to strong welcoming, go up to strong welcoming. Can you email your priorities over? And then scroll down. Oh, really? This one actually has the data. And it must not be linking updating the other page. Uh -huh. So down below, and it splits it between commercial, industrial, and residential. Yeah, I'll make sure they stay in your office is aware. Yeah, it needs to be updated on this. And I have a question too. I understand that some of the um, economic development uh, considerations are given when a company commits to um, a green building standard, but 
but they don't have to get certified. In my eyes, that is not a commitment, but um, I think that is what they're, they're recording. That's, so, that, that goes to, to me, uh, Motsum, you brought that up, measurability, like yes. that, that actually count when they just say they're gonna do it, but they don't actually. And I, I don't think it should count. I did actually start a parking lot based on um, the survey information that some of you shared. I knew that measurability of the KPIs was an issue that is going to need some work. Um, I'm not sure that we will have time tonight to dive into that too deeply, but uh, clearly it is important. So I do think talking about maybe a plan for, you know, okay. um, next steps on that might be um, something that we could um, talk about. So I'm, uh, as soon as we get the last stickers up, I think, is that all? Yeah. Oh, well, you're fast. Okay. Excellent. So, um, where are you all seeing some clustering here? Strong welcoming neighborhoods for sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we've got a pretty good spread on it. Mm -hmm. And the UI 13. Mm -hmm. Unmistakable identity. CC mm -hmm. 12 and CC 14. Yeah. S and. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. So, of these, it looks like we have some pretty strong consensus here. Um, thank you for having Okay. We have some strong consensus around percent of development that is in build. Um, CC14, which has gotten a lot of talk tonight, CC12 quite a few. Um, does anyone, do they want to talk talk about um, CC12? It has six, um, yes. Yeah, I mean, so if you go to CC12 up there, the reason that I didn't put a sticker, I just to reveal myself as the matter, <laughs> that I didn't put a sticker on CC12 is because at least according to the KPIs, the city's already at 100% renewable energy at least according to the KPIs, in terms of its uh, usage. I know that doesn't include but it's not, transit. But it's not. C but it's not. CC12 is split into three um, units. One is for electricity, one is natural gas, and then one is uh, transportation, the fleet vehicles. Okay. Um, the city has 100% uh, the wind energy credits okay. for its electricity use. Um, the natural um, gas, and I just took this off, but I can go back to it. Natural gas and the fleet is where we still need a lot of work. But also the... The methane one is like capture or something like that. Like we're using renewable methane that was captured off of a... Would otherwise be released. Methane is... Uh, I can't remember the word. Uh, con contradiction. Oh, you're right, yes. Just, but I think that's what it's supposed to be, right? Like it would have otherwise been let go into the atmosphere and so we're catching it. So here is um, CC12 uh, electric is split there. And then these are the other two. Well, when you go back up to electric, it is just only because of the credits getting from OneStar. And can you? It doesn't mean it's being used. Kathy, are those credits like? Would monetary credits to use natural gas being used? Uh, wind 
source energy or is it something else? Can you explain? Electricity. Yeah, um, the commercial sector as well as residents can do this. So they can, um, you know, purchase uh, wind or solar credits um, from your utility provider. So Evergy, um, what you're doing is you're basically it's it's a percentage. You know, you can do a percentage of your electricity usage or all of it, and there is a, a fee for that that you're paying. That doesn't mean that the electricity that's coming to your house is powered by wind energy, if you're buying the wind energy credits. So to be fair um, to the ordinance and to the language here, what we're really doing here is saying we're we've, we've covered 100% um, where we're paying this offset with wind energy. It doesn't mean that our, all our electricity for city facilities are powered by our own solar field or our own um, yeah, okay. wind. Uh, I, I didn't yes. think that was the case, especially because there's still issues with like storing that energy. Oh, it looks like Amanda has. Yeah, I, yeah I, I obviously have feelings about this one. Um, <clears throat> the energy credits that say Evergy has is gotten from their solar fields that they've started putting in, as well as they get the credits for the residential and the commercial uh, installations that go in underneath uh, their interconnection agreement. So that's part of the interconnection agreement. So if a homeowner goes solar, Evergy gets their energy credits that they can then turn around and sell to us as the city. So, um, you know, it is it's it is somebody else's solar that we are getting that credit off of, and it's not that we are necessarily being um, powered by solar energy. We just we have those credits. So it also doesn't really give us and maybe energy independence is not what we're looking for here. But um, one of the reasons I backed this is because there are going to be a lot of federal um, funding for a variety of different um, renewable energy coming up. Uh, they've had the new IRA that was released. Um, they are allowing for the sales of um, like the tax credits for the first time ever. They're allowing schools to actually purchase, even though they're tax exempt and take advantage of tax credits. So, and with the vehicles um, as well, there's going to be a lot The Kansas has tons of funds that they're going to be putting towards making um, EV chargers more accessible and supporting that. So I put it on there, one, because, I mean, hey, it's my area of expertise, and I obviously feel passionate about it. But two, there's going to be a lot of opportunities for grants for um, funding that we're going to be seeing coming out of the federal and state government for these specific things. And why not take advantage of them? So, so what will the SAB be doing to influence that? What can we do associated with the grants from the Inflation Reduction Act or the infrastructure, uh, it's an infrastructure incentive jobs act? Um, it's the Inflation Reduction Act. Yeah. With the RIA and then there's the IJA. <laughs> but what can we do as an SAB to affect that. I think that's the UI 13. We get the word out about how people can take advantage of that um, because there's gonna be money, as, as Amanda says, there's gonna be money for individuals to 
for the solar panels for their home to upgrade um, their appliances so that they are electric or more energy efficient. And we need to tell people how to do that. We are going to be money for people to put solar panels on their homes. Yeah, there's going to be yep. individuals as well as local government. And we need to be encouraging, recommending to our governing body to approve the applications that you have to apply for to get those funds for different projects. Because a lot of times governments choose not to apply right? because for a variety of reasons. Just one That's little bit of clarification. CC12 is just city operations, city use, not community-wide. I just wanted that clarification. Right, and that's the reason why I put one on CC12 because I think that sometimes the city doesn't apply for the grants that they need to. Mm -hmm. I'd like to see us take advantage. It's actually one of the reasons why I also backed us looking to uh, try to hire uh, an analyst to support you, Kathy, is so that you have somebody who can take a look at what's available, take a look at the, the city's buildings and determines which actually would benefit most from solar. And I mean, whether that be just in how the energy is offset, but also um, where that funding is available. So I guess, I mean, that to me, that's being in on what you're asking, Stan, which is we can provide information to the city commission about, hey, these are the specific programs that we could be applying to as a city. And then we can provide recommendations about the kind of stipulations or language that will help them be successful in applying for those things. Like we provided letters for um, city transit for the electric buses, and those were all not just conditional, but were, I think, uh, an, an integral part of them being successful now and getting whatever it is, seven electric buses. I guess that's where. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of local resources as well. Like our company did uh, help the transit, you know, with their proposal to kind of determine what they would need if they were to go solar on that hub that's being constructed. Um, so again... I don't mean to interrupt, but I do want to push us a little bit just for time's sake. I think I might be hearing some consensus that CC12 would be something to include as a priority. So um, again, not, not that we're going to get all of the action planning done around, you know, strategies related to that tonight. But um, I think if we can get a uh, consensus around some of the KPIs we want to focus on and then maybe some of the related strategies that we think are really important to focus on, that will get us a, a good way towards our, our goals. So um, down this way, we have SWN 14, where we have seven. So I think we have pretty good consensus around this one, um, and then SWN 12, we have five, same with UI 13. So do we wanna talk about those two and whether um, those should be included as, as priorities? Um, anybody wanna make a well, case? Yeah, case. I, I was thinking about how, what we're gonna do after this meeting and when we're at, what we're going to take forward. And um, I guess I had kind of been imagining or assuming that basically in this planning session, you know, we're setting these goals. So we're like, hey, here are the KPIs we want to focus on. And then in each meeting, we're like, okay, this is the CC14 meeting. Let's talk all about CC14. 
Um, and not that they're like so completely isolated as goals, but I mean, I guess maybe it'd be good to know what everyone else envisions for what, how we go forward with this um, for me to decide. Cause like, okay, so that's four, right? And it's like how many, with the structure I'm assuming, how many meetings would it take to like do some actionable stuff on season 14? Um, but if that's not the framework, then maybe six uh, uh, KPIs is a good number. Yeah, that's a good point. And also, um, I don't know if um, the, the group has historically ever had any like subcommittees or anything like that that carries some parts of the work forward. Um, we do. We do that. So that might be another option. And to me, several of these, if we lump in a big goal and say we we want to pursue the the ordinance and success of getting that ordinance implemented, then that that takes into several of those KPIs. So to me, a goal doesn't mean only one KPI. Mm -hmm. So I, I viewed it as um, CC12, CC14, um, you know, and, and SWN14, you know, all, all of those as far as I'm concerned are part of that. Goal. Yeah. What I would think would be a goal. Mm -hmm. And climate action plan, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, so how would you how would you label the goal? Well, okay. we were asked to do the KPIs first, would have done it the other way around, but and then pick some goals. Um, and then and so I I picked three goals, and one of the goals was to fully implement. Or at least plan for the fully implementation of the ordinance. Nine four seven seven. Is that what you said? I can't remember. Um, but to me, that that got the number of events that celebrate and enhance areas environmental sustainability. It got SWN fourteen. Um, it got CC twelve and CC fourteen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and maybe SWN twelve too. I don't know. So implementation of the ordinance because that's got green infrastructure. On. What's the what's the name of that? Does that an ordinance have a simple name? Ninety seven forty four. Okay. It's the uh, renewable energy goals. Renewable energy goals. That's so that's where. I was, yeah, and that's why I brought it up. Mm -hmm. I realized it would be good to know what, yeah. what we're envisioning. That's helpful. So that could be the goal, right? And it would break down to these different pieces. Yeah. Yeah, because it includes the stuff that we're all kind of yeah. you know gathering on. Right. How right. how would we as a, the FAB try to affect implementation of the ordinance? Are are we just gonna send letters to the city commission saying, you guys need to be doing this, you guys need to be doing this. Well, so are we becoming, is it just nagging them or what do we actually well, do? I don't have a problem with nagging because they haven't managed to do some of the things that we've already asked for. Well, I think part of it is to outline approaches because they just have this big goal. They have a big goal. So, we can be helpful. So I think we can right. be helpful I, by I saying if you could do these, these five things um, through that would to achieve these goals, yeah, yeah. yes, and that's the reason why. The, and 
Oh, I'm just right back at my little study. I think that's outline approaches to achieve the goal. I like that very well. This uh, is Deb Ford. Um, yes, Deb. I was on the, uh, the subcommittee that drew up the renewable energy goals, uh, the ordinance. So as a subcommittee, uh, we took this on board as a goal. And then we did the, is it the nine, the tool set that we had to do all the research and setting goals. Um, and then we did that and then we drafted the ordinance on top of that. So that was done in subcommittee and then we presented that to the committee, the SAP committee, and then made some edits and then that went to the city for approval. And, and to me, this also includes the ordinance updates um, that for infrastructure and also um, also the um, the size of the codes um, the land development obviously because that has to do with residential and commercial development and infill and infill and so that's why that's the reason why I and I don't have we don't have a plan from the city as to what buildings they're going to upgrade when for the renewable energy. Some of them have been upgraded for energy efficiency, but they're not all solar, they're not all or electric. Or electric. Yeah. And we've been taking advantage of the credits, but, but this particular ordinance asked for us by a certain time period to achieve these targets relative to those goals. So I would expect to see a plan from the city so we could say, look, let's develop a plan and we can help with that plan. You know, that I mean, there's, I, I, I don't see one thing, but, and we have a couple of things. Obviously, Rome's not built in a day, so, you know, we've got to. And that's why we can be helpful. So for helping develop a plan or making recommendations on how to achieve this. The, the, goal. the goals. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I just got to agree is that all of those KPIs that we've identified are still complex. Every single one of them are not low-hanging fruit. It's not clear how to achieve them. They actually, most of them are made up of several pieces. And I think that's where we can be useful is saying, here's actually a tangible step. Maybe it's just about industrial units on energy codes, right? Or maybe it's just about one public infrastructure project that could be changed that would help advance climate adaptation because there's a lot of them going on, right? So like maybe it's extension of the Lawrence Loop or something like that. Well, that connects with a lot of other things, but we, we can make very specific recommendations on plans that keep these on. It also helps Kathy's office to me, especially without having an analyst that's sitting there. We can be kind of the fingers, you know, on and the tabs. The city has committed to uh, being a part of the, the Kansas City uh, energy, what is that? Climate change. Yeah. And sort of. so as Deb pointed out, we, we can also suggest individual projects that are already identified uh, in the, that Kansas City um, program that they could be implemented. Yeah. So I was trying to capture that. I'm not sure I 
did it eloquently, but would you suggest that as a separate goal? Like that's, no, it's all related to this. Okay. Yeah, I think, I, I imagine it is like one thing that would fall under the heading of SWN 14, but it might fall under other things, but it's because Amanda knows about an opportunity for a grant thing that's going to come out or because we see that they're trying to do this particular infrastructure project and we can bring to bear expertise from our group to say, here's how you could do that. That would help you achieve several different goals that are related to environmental sustainability and also pay, get these grants in the process to help fund it. Yeah. Or take advantage of the, the funding, the federal funding that's available yeah. to, to achieve it. Because there's lots of things besides grants that, um, are available for, the for sure. Well, and the city has that firm now that helps them identify useful grants and federal applications and but, apply to them. But do they do that only once or twice a year, or is that an ongoing project? That's good. It's every month. Every month. Okay. Um, so every month we're meeting with this group, and even throughout the month they're emailing us um, on the opportunities. The city's already applied to grants and received funding um, notification of funding. I did want to make from one which from which opportunities. Lots of federal um, grants. I don't have the list with me right now, um, but there there have been already um, a few that have been. Um, uh, accepted. And there's one actually on building uh, efficiency that just got some funding. Uh, one announcement, I'm sorry, I just want to take a couple minutes um, to mention this because it's appropriate with this uh, conversation and we didn't have the, the staff report. Um, but uh, I worked on an application to uh, participate in I know Mosin, I, uh, you and I were talking about this topic. So I shared with you um, with the Department of Energy uh, their uh, clean energy to communities uh, pilot. So the city of Lawrence uh, is accepted into that. It's kind of like a peer-to-peer -peer type um, uh, project that will go on for six months. And basically what it is, uh, this is the, the, the main topic of, of what we applied for and what this is gonna lead us to. It's moving from idea to implementation, starting on the pathway to 100% clean energy. So um, the community of Lawrence can you know, have a, a group that will uh, meet each month um, with these uh, folks. This is the NREL, so the like, National Renewable Energy Laboratory and the World Resources uh, Institute. Um, a lot of these uh, interactions happen in webinars. Uh, we're not flying anywhere. Um, but this is, again, idea to implementation. And the communities that have got accepted, some don't even have ordinances uh, set already. Uh, obviously, the state of Lawrence does. Um, but this is still appropriate for us in order to basically, at the end of the six months, having a blueprint of like that pathway um, to implement this. Fantastic. So I did want to announce that. I'm sorry I had not had an opportunity yet. And when you say to implement this, what is this? The um, the pathway to the 100% um, clean energy. Yeah, what our goals are. Thank you. So um, one thing that I would love for you all to do is take a look at the strategic plan and see if there are any strategies that you feel like need to be lifted up or if you feel like this kind of encompasses um, what you want the priorities to be for the coming year. The, the only other one that I suggest that we add is 
getting the darn uh, weed ordinance out taken care of. And I even talked to the mayor today about that. Um, so and she said she had talked to you about that as well. So to me, if if we can do those two, then I think we will be hugely successful, even even if it's just parts or something of those two, because we've got one foot in the door on that. Yeah, I mean, I think with a lot of these things too, like like that one has so many different pieces to it. And to me, you know, you guys, Deb, maybe you were on that 2K of like this whole ordinance, 9744, that we wrote the whole thing and it got passed. I see the pieces that are in that. If it gets pulled apart and part of it has to be in the land development code because we're talking about things, that's fine. There's other things that are low-hanging fruit, like let's change the noxious weed list. Let's make it easier for homeowners to do whatever they want in their backyard. That very Yeah. That. Yeah. yeah. Um, so... I appreciate that. <laughs> I, I, those are things that can help with stormwater. Those are things that can help with lots of stuff too. And it carries over from what we've been already been working. Yeah, right. Right. It completes what has already been started. So, is there some energy around adding the ordinance here? That's kind of I think a little handy fruit is the UI thirteen. Can we? As a board. That was my third one. No. But can't that be put into the implementation? I think. Yeah, my opinion. Our top six, which includes UI 13, yeah. goes into that implementation of the work. So UI 13 would be one of the mechanisms by which we could achieve the public part of implementation of renewable energy goals, right? It could be. We could. Facilitate uh, an Earth Day celebration of some sort. We could help facilitate uh, educational session on renewable energy or right. native landscaping or something like that. I, totally I, agree I feel like we, we as a board, could do something under UI 13 during, in the coming year. I totally agree. With you. Yeah. I think that's a really important one to do. I think that that's where there's a lot of community groups too. We could be a clearinghouse for having Monarch Watch and Grassland Heritage and you know, some effort for education. I mean, when you're talking to the public, if they don't see that you're making any movement, I mean, if you're not educating, then, then it's just like what I heard um, the guy from Panasonic today say. If you're not talking to the residents and telling them the things that you're looking forward to doing, they're not hearing anything. Yeah. They are creating their own sure. noise. Yeah. Well, it creates timeliness, right? Because you hear it over and over again in city commission of them saying, you know, we need more public discussion on this element or we need to have more public input on this. Well, if you create the public input first and then you come to city commission with recommendations, they don't have to, you know, you could say, look, there's been articles in the paper. There was a whole event that we had in April about it, rather than bringing some to them fresh well, that nobody's seen. There's a good example of what not to do with Prairie Park. Yeah. There was not a discussion of that. And then the neighborhood and everybody and their brother came out about that. So those are the reasons, that's the reason why you do education at the same time with whatever else. Okay, 
So we have implementation of Ordinance 9744, Renewable Energy Goals. We have implementation of the lead ordinance. We have educational events and celebrations. Are there any, is this, do we feel good about this? As a, is it, um, anyone feel strongly about making the case for any additional strategies for consideration? Or are we good with this? I feel really good about this. The, the only thing I'll bring up, which is the plastic bag ban. Uh, Do we want to continue to, to try to finalize that? Did the city commissioners ask? They answered it's on the agenda. It's on, on the agenda, agenda for January 10th. So um, again, it's it's finalizing something that's been going on for the last seven, yeah. 10 years. I don't know, that yeah. really long time. And to be clear, the agenda item on the 10th isn't approve this ordinance. It's a discussion on the single use. The commission has not yet, they've heard SAB's recommendation, the first version of it, now the second version that came this year. They still haven't given direction of which way to go. I'm really aggravated myself that I didn't bring the plastic bag that I got from San Francisco. It's a much bigger, heavier <laughs> plastic bag. They didn't get rid of plastic bag. Yes, but there's cities all over the country that have gone rid of right, right. I know, but that's what they don't get rid of them. They just get at the stores. They define a plastic bag by the mill thickness, right? And then when you go to a grocery store, you just pay for it. it. Yeah, if you don't have your own bag with you, then you pay for one that's right. thicker, heavier, because it, then it's considered a, not a disposable, reusable. Bag. Yeah, but it, it's but, reusable. but the outcome is a huge reduction in plastic bags. Maybe. Is it? Yes, it is. The, the literature shows that it is. It, it, both approaches, either mediums or charges, produce a big reduction in plastic bag use. In, in numbers space. or weight? An absolute amount of plastic. So can I just say about the plastic bag thing? It seemed to me that the SAB a while ago proposed something. It died because of legislative pushback at the state level of and then they came, city commission asked, came back and asked us to bring them back up. To the fence here. And then we threw But then we changed something. We changed how we thought it would work. And then now that it's back with them, they've said, oh, hold on a second. This is completely different than what we thought it was going to be. So now we got to think about it and review it and, and think about it. So I, I don't know that right now we can do a whole lot to push it. I mean, I'm I'm supportive of it, but I don't know what does that actively mean for SAB. Well, outside of they continue to to engage us regarding the possibility. I don't mind talking to them about it, but I don't want to do any more work on it because we have told we've given them some options, and now they're trying to throw back things back to us, and they just it's been wishy washy. They are not willing to make a decision. Well, yeah. But I, I think we should follow up. I, I don't think we should just let it die. Yeah, yeah that's what I, mean, I agree. No, I agree. You're going to go to the hearing, the city commission hearing in January, aren't you? That's the plan. Yeah. And hey, Kathy, uh, we can talk about me attending, and I was it as vice chair, right? Oh yes. So would that switch to that <laughs> now? And you should you show him. I think we should have Kathy. How dare you? She's been the one that. Or, Nancy. Nancy. Sorry. 
Well, I was going to be there with that. Oh, yeah, I, see. I, I, I think I was just there to play support or something. I'm, I was going to just come and okay. voice my support as a well, then why member of the public-ish, because I am one of those too. Yeah. It seems, it strikes me that what I like about these goals is that the top one is a big umbrella thing that has lots and lots of pieces. And the bottom three are like relatively smaller compared to implementing this giant renewable energy goal thing. And they can be opportunistic, right? Like the weed ordinance thing or the plastic bag thing or things like that aren't going to be every single week we can work on them, right? They're going to be it doesn't even seem like that they're going to take that much energy more. Yeah. They're pretty much done. It's yeah. just finishing up. I do think the educational events celebrations can fall under the top one or be cover other things too. Yeah. So yeah. I yeah, I see it as covering more because it, the top one is more focused on renewable energy. I think the educational events can be broader than the water. But I think we need to focus on that as the renewable energy as well as other things for the public events. Okay. So we have some consensus around our goals. That's great. Um oh. Amanda, Beth. I just have a question. Can yes. it be possible to get like a picture or something of each of these sheets and put it in the minutes from this planning session. I can do that. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And you have a report that you'll put together for the advisory board or? Um, yeah, it's not like a big report or anything, but I'll summarize what we did tonight. Cool. So you'll have all that. Yeah. Because I would just like to, you know, in a couple months, mm -hmm. I'm not going to visually remember yeah. how many dots are on each thing. And yeah. it'd be nice to be able to. I'll take a picture. Cool. Thanks. Yeah, absolutely. My pleasure. So we I have, recorded it too in my notes. Well, great. Many books on every Five dots. <laughs> but your notes have pretty colored dots. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we have we have kind of a choice point to make. Um, I wasn't sure how much time we um, should allow for the public comment. Um, we could either um, spend some time talking about some next steps broadly in terms of um, talking about measuring the KPI, like refining some of the measurement of the KPIs and talking about how you might um, go about coming up with some of the um, implementation plans around some of these goal areas. So Maddie gave a um, one possibility and that was like maybe dedicating um, planning for each goal, um, you know, at one per meeting or something. Um, but we could talk about what that looks like. Um, if you feel like we have more time than that, another idea would be we could um, do a little bit of the planning around um, implementation of Ordinance 9744 now. Like if you wanna talk about any of the big action items that you all see as coming up or some of the strategies um, for implementation of this goal area that you wanna go ahead and note would be part of an implementation plan, we could do that. So I wanted to kind of do a time check and see- well, We're supposed to be done by 7.30, is that right? 
We don't have a hard um, end time. We don't have a hard stop today. No, there are two meetings that will live stream. They're going to overlap here in a little bit, and that is okay because of our separate location from City Hall. There's one that's going on at City Hall. Gotcha. I personally yes. would like to leave. <laughs> Okay. So I, I think I'd like to hear from Don as sat here patiently. Which Don, that's a great idea. <laughs> so if Don Hawkins, are you available? Did you want to comment? Hi. Thank you for sitting through all this and We'd love to hear your comments about what we've been discussing. Um, I just, I'm kind of passively listening, honestly. Um, I, it's, it sounds like there was something passed around by email before this meeting that I didn't get. So I didn't kind of, I don't really have the, the framework. Um, I think that you guys are going in a good direction with, um, particularly with regard to taking advantage of the Inflation Reduction Act funding. I think that's really huge um, and, and kind of a new thing coming at the board. Um, I was kind of hoping to see more um, uh, prior priorities because, you know, people before you have done this work to sort of lay some, some groundwork, um, my, you know, my personal highest priority is clean water um, and also um, helping to figure, helping residents, not just city, but city infrastructure, but um, neighborhoods and residences figure out how to also achieve the, our energy efficiency or, or um, renewable energy goals. So anyway, thanks for asking me for my input. I wasn't quite prepared, but um, <laughs> Thank, thank you. Thanks, Don. Thank you. I, so to Don's point, but I was kind of wondering this earlier. So as Stan mentioned at the beginning of the meeting, there are other KPIs that are not listed under sustainability, but other things like stormwater use and stuff like that. And I was, I guess I was just wondering, Kathy, like, could we talk with the people who are in charge of those KPIs or should we be like like sustainability covers a really broad range of things and if we're just looking at these then it, then I would be like oh well I don't know that like this is really all that sustainability has you know to talk about but it's but this is very like city focused um at least in terms of like renewable energy and um infrastructure projects that are accountable to climate adaptation um, and stuff like that. And they don't really focus on residential um, as much, it seems. Uh, the renewable but the But the ordinance. Yes, yeah. So to, to, make, to make sure that we understand is the city commission has absolutely passed lots of ordinances. Mm -hmm. And that work didn't necessarily make it into the strategic plan. So while there are some KPIs that you notice are community-wide, like the percent of trips not taken in automobile, mm -hmm. it's not just about city right. fleet, um, there are some that kind of rose up as just uh, the, the, the priority at the moment, not that it's always going to be that, that way, but the priority at the moment 
is about city facilities. So that's why you're seeing some that are very focused on city facilities and operations versus the community view. So, um, but so like the the renewable energy goals ordinance doesn't just cover city stuff, it covers residential stuff too. So is it okay for the us as a board to help outline approaches for things that aren't like strictly KPI, but it might hit it as well. Yeah, I think okay. Stan really mentioned it at the beginning of the meeting that some of the goals and the work is within the, the strategic plan and the KPIs, but that there might be some items outside of that. Yeah, okay. Anything that we do for community education, uh, enhance environmental sustainability, whatever, that could be water, that could be energy efficiency, that could be native landscaping, that can be, you know, that those are things that I think are important. And if we don't start talking about it and educating the community, we will never get it. And that and then want. educating could not just be the importance, but the like, hey, how do you access this thing? Right. right. Yeah. Absolutely. How do you get it yourself? Yeah. yeah absolutely. Okay. Cool. Thanks. So one of the suggestions I had for us was to educate ourselves as well by going to the water treatment plants or to the recycling facility so that we learn more about it ourselves. But that's something else we could do is we could help facilitate a public event. Um, you know, the KPI under, um, what is this? Uh, or unmistakable identity. Unmistakable, no, no. For efficient and effective pro oh, processes okay. is about clean water and our discharges. And what I was surprised to see that is in FY20, we did not meet minimum standards for discharging of our wastewater. Oh. In FY21, we did. I'd like to understand why. You know, was it we brought on the solar surge? I think I remember what happened. We, we brought on a whole new plant yeah. in Alpha Town. I do apologize. It was not as simple as I thought it was going to be to get clips of the presentations, but these items, you mentioned kind of educating yourself. These items have been addressed um, in front of commission, kind of where the data was pulled from and why we didn't meet um, the target. So this was actually an excellent presentation that MSO gave. And um, again, I apologize for not having the links to all those commission meetings and the timestamp, but I, I do think that that would be helpful to understand um, why we didn't need target on some of these. Yeah, I'm just using that as an example of how we can educate ourselves too. Yeah. I think that's something else that we need to, to do in order for us to be effective on as an SAP member. I think we need to have a good understanding of our community and the things we're trying to address. So I would just encourage us to consider doing some educational events for ourselves too. Applause from Don. <laughs> Once we do that, then we can understand how we can better affect public education. Once we know what we're doing, once we're aware of what we're doing. But I think we need to move forward with the public education hand in hand. There's plenty of easy things. I also think that we need to have some time to look at the Kansas City plan, um, what 
what is the name of that again? KC Climate, Climate Action. So there are so many. You don't have to have an original thought. You can look at um, that huge like list. 200 pages or something, yeah, I think. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Do we want to add anything about reviewing KC Climate Action? I don't think we have to right now, okay. but I think that is, Deb had mentioned that in her uh, some of her comments that were sent in, and I agree entirely because there's so much that that they've already done mm -hmm. that we can look at those mm -hmm. as we move. Mm -hmm. So I want to be mindful of your time and maybe transition to wrapping up and next steps. What do you all see as the best way to carry forward with implementation and specifically maybe doing some additional planning for implementation of these goals that have been identified tonight? I think what we need to do is to go back and think about, um, do some brainstorming ourselves about approaches that we could discuss at our next meeting for outlining the approaches to help the city develop the plan. I mean, we've got the goals now. Let's think about how we want to achieve them. And then at our next meeting, do a little bit of, of brainstorming and discuss and then prioritize how we want to help move forward there. How does that sound to others? So you, we want to focus on these goals at our next meeting. Yeah. Okay. Well, especially the first, first goal, right? Because the, the weed and the plastic bag were just kind of following up on right? I would certainly like to hear from the public. I mean, I think we all have good ideas about what kind of events and celebrations and things like that that we could have, but I would love to hear from the public about what they're interested in. I know we don't have, John is, thank you so much, John. One thing that we're not going on in the community. Yes, that, I guess that's what I mean is we don't need to be insulated here and just decide on our own. There's a lot of things going on in the community. Right. I mean, I'm connected with a lot of the stuff that's going on from different community groups like Lettuce and um, the Sierra Club and SAM. And you're connected with Sunrise. Yeah. So we know what a lot of community groups are doing. So I think we need to think about helping to bring those groups together for community education events like Earth Day. Yeah. yeah that's not it's too early to start plans for that even. No, I think we need to There's two hands up on Zoom. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, um, Don. I just wanted to caution guys to not get too bogged down in public education efforts because your time is so um, precious and you guys just meet once once a month. There's a lot on the table right now. I may be misunderstanding um, your, your goals here, um, but there are so many groups in lots of ways. I'm a huge you know, advocate of educating the public um, about sustainability and environmental issues, um, but um, I think that it could really distract you guys. That's all. Thank you, Don. Deb. Um, 
I had a question for the group. In the past, we had broken down into uh, subcommittees. So I like the idea of taking these ideas and goals and then thinking about them and coming up with some subcommittee um, framework that we could break down and concentrate on and then talk about as a group. So the question there, are we going to break into subcommittees and then how many do we think is appropriate? I think the members are limited to three. Is that right? Or is it four? Kansas. Oh, for yeah, for Kansas record, uh, yeah, we can only have so many of us together, or else it has to be correct. Is it four? It's quorum, and what your current bylaw say is that five is quorum, even though you have even though that we only have eight current members. So it has right, to, even the the vacancies count. So it has to be less than quorum to right. be a subcommittee. Uh, not to be subcommittee, but for it to not be a public meeting. If your subcommittee had six members of this advisory board, then it would need to be live streamed and a public meeting. Okay, but it could be five. Less than five. Oh, we can do four or less. Yeah. Okay. okay. Five is what the bylaw says meeting quorum. Okay. Which means it would have to be live or we could change our bylaws. Well, quorum is usually the majority of the board, so that the kind of unique thing is that the bylaws say five when it really should be six if you have 10 members. So that was one of the things that the That's bylaws I wanted to get had identified as, um, and especially because you, the subcommittee wanted to add another member. And so um, six would still be that. Updating that in the bylaws was what they were trying to accomplish. We could change our bylaws in two months. Propose it one month, and then I think the well, next we year we did. We did. We did that. Yeah, we, we proposed it, but we didn't do anything with it. We sent it to the city for their consideration before we would take action on it. Oh. Uh, well, because was they had to change an ordinance. Because, uh, because we, we have an ordinance that establishes that, and that ordinance includes the goal. Because, no, because we, we, we sent it to city commission because we were asking to change the description of what the SAD was supposed to do, the purpose of the SAD. And oh, we just focused on mainly the bylaws on changing the number of quorum or something like that. We wanted to send that to city commission. It was because we were changing it from being predominantly every because we changed that language. Two things you were changing that are in city code were the, the no. definition, the focus area, and the number of members. That um, you can't change that them. in your bylaws. And right. the process that Stan just uh, mentioned without the commission first changing the city code. And because the advisory boards were all going to be reviewed, there was really no action. There's no action in adding members or subtracting members or whatnot at this time until there's the committee that stands on um, better defines what it's going to look like in the future. So could we change? Okay, so we could change quorum. Okay, we can put that on the make sure that's on the next agenda. So we're going to change the quorum to six. Yeah, if we would like to do that. I mean, is there consensus that we would prefer that? That would allow us to have up to five members on it. Yes, I agree with you, Stan. And almost as importantly, five members on an email. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you have more than four members on an email, all of that stuff is public record. And right. Okay. It's not like we're trying to hide anything. It's just like anytime you reply all and somebody announces something. Right. And when you know. you're trying to work on a project, it's yeah. hard. Yeah. 
So we have one item. For next month. Yeah, next month, definitely. I think okay. we have lots of items for next month. <laughs> <laughs> but one very popular. <laughs> okay. On that note, are there any um, closing reflections that folks would like to share? Maybe um, and if everyone in one word could share um, how you're feeling about the work going forward. We can end on that note. Refreshed. <laughs> I feel thoughtful. I feel like we're we're giving a lot of energy. No, I can't answer in one word, just like Ben did. Ben has never answered in one word. I can get it started. I couldn't. I was like, no. I feel encouraged that we all work so well together. I do too. And I appreciate Stan and uh, Ben for being our leaders and everybody pitching in and I think everybody's had an opportunity to provide input. I, I feel like everybody is at least contributing. In a respectful, thoughtful way. Yes. Over there. Wherever it went. Oh. <laughs> Prettiest matter. Prettiest. <laughs> Um, has everybody seen, when I first got here, Jackie Carroll shared with me this 9090 uh, City of Lawrence Sustainability Advisory Board Planning and Reflection Tool? Yes, and it's like this. It's it, a little... It definitely value. had some value, but I mean, it was complex, but I'm happy to share it again if it's valuable. It did help me at the start of like, how do you turn an idea into something? It's also what Jasmine used as far as action plans as action plans it's that's called the night yeah that's what we yeah. use for the um 100% renewable oh really when we build yeah. our argument so yeah it's like that yeah i like i didn't sure the, the grid is I'm not sure what you're referring to small payoff to big payoff and easy to tap implementation that's what the four grid yeah i'll share it if it's okay too, we can um, attach it to the agenda for next Perfect. meeting. That, that way, the public can also see. So, as a you very basic distillation of our criteria, important for feasibility, basically. <laughs> okay. Any final reflections? Anyone would like to share? All right. Thank you. Well, I, I'm going to say one thing. I, I think for the next meeting, I'm going to attend in person rather than being on Zoom. And I would encourage others to attend in person if you can. Um, but if the city commission. Would be city, city hall, city, city commission hall. room. Okay. And there is another meeting that starts at 7.30. They usually start arriving around 7.15 to set up um, the room. Obviously, if, if you are, some of you are in person, we will set up the room early. Um, but yeah, we can do that. Okay. I'm gonna zoom still. That's fine. Too COVID averse. Oh, thank you. Yes, Don. Oh, just um, I I like the idea of of um, uh, doing more in person and doing hybrid. I think that it will in, encourage um, 
more public um, participation for better or worse. Um, but the meetings used to be right where you are sitting and it sure would be nice if there, um, this group was not punted because of another group coming in for those times when, I mean, I think that sometimes I, I've watched this happen where you, you're, you have to end the meeting. And so there's an unresolved issue that eats into the next meeting and makes the group less productive. So I would encourage if it's possible to continue meeting right where you are. Is there an obstacle to that, Kathy? Um, it just would be the availability of this room. So we would just reserve that through Parks and Rec. No, it wouldn't be a technology thing, probably. We don't have the same technology support as we do at City Hall, um, but Kurt is um, oh, on this call. You can see him, yeah. I didn't know uh, Kurt was eco done. So he's making sure, he was making sure the live stream and everything was working okay. Um, it just doesn't have all that, yeah. <laughs> The extra bells and whistles that city hall does, but this it's, it's a good form. It was functional, I thought. What about the camera? Because isn't that your owl camera, Christina? No, they oh. told me not to bring it. So this belongs oh, here. Great. Okay. Yeah. Did Don? Did you have another comment? Okay. No, sorry, I just didn't have didn't lower my hand. Okay. All right. Well, many thanks to you all. Thank have you. a great evening. All those okay. in favor of adjourning. Aye. 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 Second. Wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> Triple. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thanks.